Blog Talk Radio.
what's up everybody welcome to another edition of sports of the legend along with my co-host macaulay matthew i'm of course william Ramo. what's up mac what's going on hey how's it going man um <laughs> uh not doing good man i'll get i'll get to that man you know if you're a mess man you know what you know you know what i'm talking about man so yeah i'm i'm gonna dive right into you know mets ace and potential future Hall of Famer Jacob DeGrom leaving the Mets, going to Texas. We're going to talk, talk about that. Yeah. Talk about, you know, the, the Yankees, uh, you know, trying to retain um, Aaron Judge, um, the Giants' loss to the Cowboys, and the, the, the um, controversy surrounding Jerry Jones, um, you know, the Jets, uh, you know, trying to restart the Mike White era you know, with their, with their most recent run and, you know, talk about the Knicks survivor series, MJF, uh, you know, first appearance as the, the new AEW world champion and, uh, how it affected William Regal and, you know, and, and basically more, you know, you know, what we do on this show, uh, we talk sports, entertainment, everything else. Um, if you want to talk about any of these topics and more, we'd love to hear from you. So um, the number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So, again, feel free to share your thoughts on any of these, these thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. But with that, um, that said, yeah, let's just lead off with the big news in sports right now. And that's uh, my former ace, Jacob DeGrom. You know, he he took his talents, you know, to uh, Texas Rangers. He went from Jacob DeGrom to Jacob DeGrom. So yeah. now, he, now he's gone, man. This guy, he, you know, he, he bleed orange and blue. You know, he's always talking about how he wanted to come back, how he, you know, finishing his career as a, as a you know, uh, you know, uh, a true Met, you know, from start to finish was important to him. And then, you know, all, all year round, you know, he's just been promising that he's going to opt out. He's going to opt out no matter what, even though he missed um, most of the, the season um, on the injury, he only made 11 starts. He, he was, he was saying he's going to opt out. He's going to opt out. And sure enough, he bet it on himself and it, it worked out for him because he got a five year, $185 million contract with a six-year option worth, I think, $37 million. So it's going to balloon that deal to, like, over $200 million. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I mean, obviously getting a great pitcher like that is, you know, is a, a you know, a huge risk. You know, he's, he's been injury-prone. However, man, you know, I, I wish he would have resigned with the Mets, man. But, unfortunately, the rumors are is that, you know, he, he negotiated with the Texas Rangers. He even get he'd even tell the Mets, you know, you know, that he was gonna leave before it was too late. So the Mets didn't even have a chance to, to match it or, or, or surpass it, you know. I mean, I think that part was kinda shady, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, he deserved the the pay increase. You know, he's been the best pitcher in baseball for an extremely long time. You know, he you know he deserves the the pay raise. You know he's the best pitcher in baseball. 
when healthy. But, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's just shady how he did it. I mean, it's, you know, it's business. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, the last time he took a, 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 a team-friendly deal uh, to remain with the Mets, and, you know, he was being criticized for it, and now he made up for it and then some because nobody thought he was going to get a fifth year, much less a potential six-year deal with Texas. Um, but, yeah, Texas, they're desperate for pitching. They want to they wanna improve, improve their pitching. This is, this, this is probably the biggest free agent signing that they did probably since, what, Kevin Millwood maybe from back in the days. I mean, he... I mean, they they really went for it. You know, they got Bruce Bochy, who's their new manager, you know, the former San Francisco Giant great manager with those tree titles, you know, in the recent years of the, the last decade. Um, and then, you know, they, they hired a former Met, Chris Young, as, as the GM. Um, so, yeah, they, they definitely uh, – Texas look like they're they're being serious now. You know, Texas has always been a, a historically, a, 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 you know, offensive-minded team. I mean, with the exception of Nolan Ryan, another former Met that went to Texas and ended up going to Cooperstown. Um, the last time the Rangers stole somebody from us, was, was that, that a, a guy that would have, we thought would have signed with the Mets through free agency was probably one Gonzalez, you know, back in the, what was it, 2001, 2002, when, there was rumors he was going to sign with the Mets, and then he just, you know, blew the Mets off and, and, and signed with Texas, you know. Or even Alex Rodriguez, when you think about it. Your boy A-Rod, you know. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to do a brave face. I know it's business, but, yeah, man, I, I won't lie. It, uh, it stings, man. I, I'm not even going to lie because, you know, I thought this guy was going to, Remain a Met for the rest of his career. I thought he was as loyal as they come. You know, I was surprised when 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 uh when Syndergaard left because Syndergaard he he played he literally played the same playbook Syndergaard played. You know, you know, saying that they want to come back here and all that stuff. And then they they negotiated their contract with the with the American League West. <laughs> you know. Um, Syndergaard, you know, went to the to the to the Angels, and then of course, then he later got traded to the Phillies, went to the World Series, and you know, lost to the to the Astros. And um, now Jacob Degrom, he's he's going to start a new era. This guy had the potential to, I mean, you know, this guy had the potential to be right up there with Caesar, you know, as the, the all-time great Met pitchers, you know, as humanly. You know, that sounds impossible, you know, but he, he, he you know, he, he would have been in that same sentence with Seaver, you know. Um, I, I don't think anybody could top Seaver, um, but, but Jacob DeGrom's dominance, he really, he really put himself in that, in that potential to, to get, get up near that, that mark, you know, or get close to it. But um, you know, that's that's out of the question now. He his career ends at mid career ends with eighty two wins, I think fifty seven losses if my memory serves me right. <coughs> and I think a two point five one ERA. 
struck out over a thousand guys. I mean, this guy was dominant, but now he's taking his talents to to Texas. Um, yeah, what, what's your thoughts? Are you happy that he's out of the National League East? You know, you don't have to face him in the Subway Series, or or I, don't, I mean, that wasn't my worries. You know, because <laughs> Yankees aren't in the National League National League East, but. Um, now he's going to be in American League, so he'll be a pest to us now uh, facing him, you know, what, how many times, what, six, six times or so um, in the upcoming season. But as much as you can blame DeGrom, you have to blame the Mets for this too because I don't know what type of deal the Mets offered him. It certainly wasn't better than the Rangers deal, that's for sure. But yeah, I I I get the fact that he wants to go home uh, to be closer to his family in Florida. But isn't New York closer to Florida than Texas is? And yeah. Doesn't, doesn't uh, the Mets have a minor league system in Florida too? Exactly. So uh, that maybe, doesn't make any sense. I I didn't think it made any sense to me either. I mean, maybe he felt like Texas, you know, I guess old-fashioned. Um, Country-wise, is similar to 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 Texas instead of going to New York. I don't know, or maybe he just didn't like the New York lifestyle. I mean, his his theme song is "The Simple Man." You know, he's you know he's a pretty laid-back dude, except when he's on the mound where he's very competitive. But yeah, man, it's it's a head scratcher, and and the reports are is that the, the Mets didn't you know the Mets didn't even get an opportunity to to match. The, the deal or anything, so, oh, so I, mean, I don't know. Really it's, wanted to, yeah, really wanted to leave, man. Yeah, man. I mean that's yeah. If if that rumor is true, then he really didn't want to come. If he if that rumor is false and he did let the Mets in and and the Mets thought it was too much or whatever, then that's a totally different story. But even though it it is a risk giving him that much money, but I would have done it because you know this guy is the best pitcher in baseball. You don't want a guy like that to reclaim himself. It's like Nolan Ryan, you know. Basically, um, Nolan Ryan, he, you know, he was injury prone. Um, not to mention he was, I think, serving in the Navy at the time when he was with the Mets. But but uh, Nolan Ryan, it was revealed later on a few years ago that he 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 um he the Matt, he he asked for the trade. He wanted to be traded because, you know, that, that trade is, you know, arguably the worst trade in that's one of the worst trades in that's history. Um, why he got traded, but, you know, he, but, you know, the Grom, he, he willingly left as a free agent and he lied to us the whole time saying that he wanted to come back. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Either he lied or his, his feelings changed. I don't know. <laughs> There's always two sides to the story, so we'll see. Yeah, if, yeah. If uh, he left or Mets didn't give him the deal that he wanted, I definitely. Uh, normally, I wouldn't, you know, care about watching, a, you know, another player's a former Mets, um, you know, press conference, you know, because once they're gone, they're gone. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I am kind of, I am very curious to see what he said, what his reasonings were, because. He said one thing, and and his action proved another. So, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I have to see about that. And I'm seeing now all these 
Mets fans or supposed Mets fans now they're bashing. Um, they're, they're bashing the ground, saying, "Oh, he's going to be washed up when he goes to Rangers. Oh, he's injury prone." I, you guys I weren't say saying that. that when he was pitching with you guys this past season. And I, hey, and, and I, hey, I'm being consistent. I mean, he was one of my favorite players on the team. He he was probably my favorite player on the team, probably until um, Alonzo popped up. To be honest yeah. with you, and then he went, to, he went, he stood down to what number two? Like I. Man, I, I was a huge fan of this guy, man. Like, I was really mad. At, I was mad at, at, at my, my, my team, you know, because they don't they played the worst offensively when and defensively when he's on the mound. So, it, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I was a huge Jacob DeGrom supporter, you know. I mean, it's just messed up that he he left, but you know it's it's business. What can you what can you do, man? You just um, I guess wish him well as long as he's not facing the mess. I guess I mean I don't know I don't even know what to think, you know. But it I mean it is what it is. Yeah. He left. Well, you know it's uh, Rangers. They get a one healthy, one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. And it just adds another arm to their roster, and we'll see if uh, Degrom, if it is, if he can keep going. You know, a lot of people are saying his best years are behind him, but you know, he's only what thirty-four, I think. Mm-hmm. He turns thirty-five in June. Yeah, so I think he has several more years left in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's had some injuries, but you know, that's part of baseball, mm-hmm. part of sports. You get injured, and he throws hard. Mm-hmm. They might have to. He might have to do. He might have to become more of a finesse yes, pitcher. pitcher, you know, not throw mm-hmm. it hard all the time. Mm-hmm. And just mix mix in different pitches, slow speed pitches, you know, in there. So just mm-hmm. trying to throw 100 miles per hour all the time. But the thing is, I think he, I think he natu- he doesn't try to throw it hard. I think he naturally throws it hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. He's, he, you know what I'm saying? It's like, he, I don't think he's a, he's a hard thrower, but I don't think he intentionally throws hard. It's just that it just naturally moves and it speeds up. Because if you look at the way he pitches, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't like deviate. Like he doesn't, you don't see him like running back and throwing, you know, like trying to, you know, like how a hard thrower is, you know, like sometimes like, like they, they, like they use their power to like, Get a little extra giddy up on their fastball. He just throws it naturally, and it and it explodes. Yeah, you know, like you know, hey, I'm man, I'm, I'm. What can I say, man? I'm gonna miss that guy, man. But I, I'm gonna feel a lot better if they sign, hopefully, Verlander and uh, Rodon. If they I do mean, that, the Yankees are very interested in Rodon too. Yeah, I know, and I'm pretty sure Yankees are. Are interested in uh, Verlander, so yeah. I mean, yeah. so I would feel a lot because I mean, for all, this whole off season, people were saying, you know, sign Jacob Degrom. Mets are gonna sign Jacob Degrom or Verlander, but I, I was always my thinking was the whole time, up until um, yesterday, was they should sign both because if they would have signed Degrom, and you know, we signed Bassett. You know, it's basically they're running it back. They they didn't improve the team. They just sustained the team. You know what I mean? But they have to 
they have to make they have to make they have to make the necessary moves to improve the, to keep the best parts of that the, the of the team at build on it. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but what can you do, man? The Guam is gone, so you know your rotation's gonna take a hit. I mean, if they could get Verlander and Rodon, which a lot of people think that's a you know impossibility that Mets are not gonna spend that much on two frontline starters like that. Um, to me, they have to. They have to get those. They have to get those two guys. They can't. They can't sign one of those guys and sign like Andrew Heaney or 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 Jamison Tyone or somebody. You know, uh, a guy who's you know, who's not a, a, a number one or a number two starter. They ha- they ha- they need an ace or at least a number two starter. You know. For for the Mets to be a, a serious team because they're battling against the Braves who 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 failed to defend the the, the world series, the, the world title and they also shared a division with the National League champions Phillies who you know who lost to um the, to the Astros you know highlighted by that no hitter you know so the Mets they need to get their act together yeah they won 101 games but. That 101 game wasn't good enough for them to, you know, get out of the the, the um the wild card series. So, you know, we we got a lot of we got a lot of work to do, you know. Luckily, we have the 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 NL Manager of the Year in uh Buck Buck Showalter, but they got they gotta make some improvements. The Apple gotta make some improvements. Um, for this team, because they they really need to improve the bullpen. Whether it's um getting um you know Chafin, you know as a as a, a lefty reliever or, or someone to that effect, because they really need to revamp this bullpen. You know, Lugo most likely they're not going to resign him because he last time I heard he wants to be a starter. So they they really need to improve the pitching all all together, starting and bullpen, so and not to mention the offense, so that's got a lot of work to do. We shall see what happens. Uh moving on with the Yankees, um you know the the Yankees uh you know Aaron Judge he he's rumored to probably getting a nine year contract. I'm assuming it's gonna be ten. Um and you know the the uh, I heard that Steph Curry was recruiting him in uh in uh you know in uh you know San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I mean, I want him to stay, of course, come back with the Yankees, and if Yankees are willing to offer him nine years, um, three hundred mil, whatever it is, to stay, yeah, definitely, Judge has to take that deal. No question about it. I don't know if any other team can offer what the Yankees can can offer. Some like Giants are going toe to toe with the Yankees right now, but I think Judge is going to come back when it's all said and done. I think he will uh, come back as a Yankee. I'm not buying this whole him going to the Giants talk. So you can tease it all you want, but he's going to come back as a Yankee, guaranteed. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, yeah, I think it's too much of a risk for him to to go to the to the Giants. You know, he he has the Giants are a good team. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they had yeah. a good season, 
and they have a very good team right now. And adding Judge would even make them would make them even better, make them a World Series contender. But um, I think Judge will come back to the Yankees once uh, they finalize that deal. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you. Um, shifting gears uh, to the Jets. Yeah, man, they um they're gonna be um on the road against the Vikings in Minnesota. You know, Jets are are gonna try to keep their winning streak going. You know, they had a um a great win with uh, Michael White. The Michael White error has returned yet again. They they whooped the um the 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 Bears um at home by, by the final score of uh, 31 to 10. You know, it was a great bounce back win from that horrible Patriot game that, you know, um, Zach Wilson, you know, basically um, cost them that game. And then once they, once they, um, you know, once the, the reporters were at, you know, asking to be accountable, he was just deflecting it. And as a result, you know he, you know he um, rightfully lost his job to Mike White, and Mike White, um, you know he he took he took charge. You know he he went uh, twenty two for twenty eight, two for three fifty two hundred and fifteen yards, two uh, three TDs. Yeah, he's doing great. Mhm. I mean, they Elijah Moore his first touchdown receiving yeah. touchdown of the year. Garrett Wilson had two. You know, mm-hmm. Garrett, Elijah Moore came out of the witness protection. You, know, after, <laughs> yeah. you know, Zach Wilson couldn't, you know, couldn't recognize him. So, you know, he finally, you know, he finally had a sighting. And, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson had the two touchdowns. And all in all, it was a, a great game uh, for the for the Jets, you know. And hopefully they can keep it going on the road, you know. So yeah, I'm like I'm liking Mike White. Mm-hmm. I'm liking Mike White. You know, he's a. He, I like the way he he seems like he's more uh, he's a he's more confident in that pocket than mm-hmm. Zach Wilson is. Yeah. And he's the he his throws downfield are impressive as well. I just have a better feel for him than Zach Wilson. I think yeah. Jets should go should finish out the year with him as starting quarterback, and Zach Wilson. Who knows how long he he remains with the Jets after this year? But mm-hmm. uh, it's looking like Mike White is going to remain the quarterback for now. Yeah, and this is his second go around with, with the Jets. Yeah. You know, when he you know when he debuted, um, you know he he you know he played well. Yeah. Um, but now this season, he, you know, he, you know, he's finally getting his opportunity to start again, and you know, he's making the most of it. And I think they gotta, they gotta ride that that hand, you know, that hot yeah. hand, because, you know, like you said, he he's poised, you know, he he's fearless, you know, on the field, and you know, the team, you know, the team, you know, is is very eager to play play for him, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the offense under Zach Wilson was uh, just stagnant at times. Mm-hmm. Last week, you know, the offense was just flowing. You know, just throws down the field and you just finding the right guys and just 
whipping the wall, the ball around to different guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, the offense was very – it was very impressive. It was probably the best offensive game they just had this year, I think. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. And now they got to they gotta keep this momentum going. Yep. Today. Or I should say, um, well, in a minute from now, it is going to be today. So, yeah, on, you know, Sunday uh, afternoon. So, and then afterwards, after that, you know, this upcoming sun, next Sunday, uh, they're going to be um, on the road against the Bills. So, that's going to be a, a, a big series there, right there. So, let's, let's hope just can keep this uh, this streak going, you know, and, and uh, sweep the series with the Bills next week, you know, following their um, 2017 uh, victory in November 6th. So, yeah, but first, first things first, they got to they gotta beat the Vikings. So, we'll see what happens there. Uh, shifting gears, uh, the the Giants. Uh, Giants are going to try to bounce back from their 28-20 loss in Dallas against uh, you know the rival Cowboys. Um, and uh, tomorrow, or should I say um, today, they're going to be hosting the the Commanders, the Washington, formerly known as the Washington Football Team just last year among the other controversial names. But um, well, what's your thoughts? Oh, actually, so, yeah, what's your what's your thoughts? Um, well, the Giants, uh, that game against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving uh, was very uh, – it, it kind of hurt my heart a little bit there. Because I was in a stomach. big game first. In my stomach, yeah. Well, actually, Thank no – the, the the Thanksgiving food that hurt my stomach. Though. That giant game, it hurt my heart. But that was a big game, and we didn't we didn't come through. We didn't come through at all in that game. Uh, the Cowboys just uh, looked better. They were uh, they're just a better team than us right now, and so you got to give it up to them. But um, offense again, sometimes it's just inconsistent. That's our big problem right now uh, for the Giants team. I mean, there's talk that Odell might be coming back with us. Mm-hmm. So if we do end up uh, signing him, that would give our offense a boost after we lost uh, um, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Step, um, I'm, uh, Sterling, uh, I'm forgetting his name again. Our, our number one wide receiver. Um, Sterling Shepard, after we lost him for the year. So having a, a Odell back would be a big boost to the offense. So I think that right now that's what we need. You know, this offense needs some type of help. Because at times, you know, we we just struggle to score. I mean, the defense has been sharp for most of the year. So, um, but fortunate enough, we're seven and four. So we're we're right in the mix of making the playoffs. We just gotta get back on track. And tomorrow, who do we play again? Uh, Let me see. You're facing the Commanders. The Commanders, who are also playing very good right now. They're seven and five. So this is a trap game, even though we're you know we're home. But um, we could still end up losing this game to the Commanders if we don't, you know, if we're not up up for this game. So. So you're saying the Washington is trying to command your attention? Yeah, yeah, they they hey they've been playing good. You got to give it up to them. They've been playing good. 
I mean, if they beat us tomorrow, they'll have they'll have a better record than us. So we we definitely got to win this game tomorrow. There's a, this is a must-win game for the Giants. Oh yeah, they have a bunch of um, they have a bunch of um, games in a row against their division rivals. They they lost to the the Cowboys. They, they're facing uh, the Commanders uh, today. Then they're gonna host the Eagles. Then they're gonna go in the road with the um, you know, with the the Commanders, and then they're gonna face Vikings, and then you know, and then and they might end up signing Judge as well. So you got all this going on with the Giants. <laughs> yeah. And well, you hey, know, look at it. Hey, if we if at least when you know one a giant team's gonna have them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> true. 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 That. To be a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do or die tomorrow. We got to win this. Mm-hmm. Hey, Aaron Judge, you know, he could he could be like Obi Toppin. You know, he got that <laughs> alley-oop mobility. Yeah. <laughs> and they sure could have used him uh, yesterday, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, because stop me if you haven't heard this one before. Knicks, Knicks at home. They have a like a double digit lead, and then they blow it. Team man, it's like I can't even I can't trust I can't even enjoy a Nick game from start to finish. I mean I know they had one game against the the the, the Pistons where they actually you know dominated the whole game, but it's like every single game they could be leading they could be being a team one hundred to to nothing, and they'll find a way to lose it. <laughs> you know one on one to one hundred. You know what I'm saying like. In overtime or whatever, like this team, man, like it's it's just it's just frustrating to watch, man. Every year they get us. Every single year they get us, man. That we think they're gonna be at least a. I, I, we're not even talking about a championship team. This isn't the '90s where we, we, you know, we think they're gonna be a, a championship team. You know, we just expect them to be mediocre. Like just just be mediocre and make the playoffs and and, and don't embarrass us. That's all we're asking for. But they can't even play good at MSG. Like, come on. MSG, you can't even play good at MSG? Like, they, they don't even wear the home white. They rarely wear the home white uniform at home. It's like they know, like, they don't deserve to wear the Knicks uniform. So they just wear the they wear the road uniform at home. Like, this team, like it's, it's just, I mean... It's just so disheartening. I mean, I was, what were you gonna say? I was I was thinking about this today. I was thinking, you know, this year I haven't watched the I haven't watched the Nick game from start to finish. Yeah. And I was, and I was thinking to myself, hmm, why bother? Maybe, maybe, maybe if I watch the Nick game, the whole Nick game, you know, that will kind of I, I will kind of uh, give them some of my magic, you know, mm-hmm. so that they could win the game by just watching. All of the game. Maybe well, that's why they haven't been winning this year because I haven't mm-hmm. watched the full game. Mm-hmm. So because I was at uh, Hooters the day after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, and even then, like I arrived late, and my focus was more on the Hooters waitress than the Knicks game, and the Knicks ended up losing. So I said, you know what? Let me let me focus. Let me put my focus on this Knicks game, and maybe they'll win just because of that. And then I watched the whole Knicks game, and they still end up losing. Yeah. So even exactly. when I give them my undivided attention, they still lose. Yep. So this exactly. big team, 
I mean, I mean, Timmy probably has to go. It looks Unfortunately, like. yeah, Unfortunately. he does. He does. I mean, it's it's sad to say because he got us to the playoffs when he when he came here, and it yeah. team looked like they were uh, adapting the defense. His you know his defense, um, but ever since then, I mean, they have they're they've been playing very inconsistent ball. I mean, their defense is it sucks. It sucks this year. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. I mean, they could score. You know, they have a lot of talent on this team to score points, but you just can't play defense at all. It's like we have Mike D'Antoni coaching the team right here still. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it feels like this year. So something has to give. I guess, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a straight-up joke. Um, you know, Boston finally had a, a bad game. Had, a, you know, only 13 points. Randall scored uh twenty four. Bad scored thirteen. Uh Emmanuel quickly is is the only person that had a good game really when you think about it. Um he had twenty three points. Um but yeah, the Mav the Mavericks, you know Don Chick, of course. He's he dropped thirty on, on the Knicks. Thirty and eight. And then Tim Hardaway Junior came came you know the ghost from pa- the past. He came and and scored 28 points on the Knicks. And not to mention Reggie Bullock added, a, you know, 10 points as well. Um, but, yeah, it's just... Yeah, what can you say, man? It's like, it don't matter how many... how They can have a double... They always have a double-digit lead. They always have a double-digit lead. And then, you know, in the third quarter or whatever, they, they, they're, like, high-fiving each other, like, you know, chest bumping each other and, and and acting like they they nailed a game winning shot, you know, to end the game. And then afterwards, they blow the game. They blow they blow the game. Like this kind of remind me of what R.J. Barrett said last year. Like like saying last year's team was a last year he was saying like last year's team is a good team because we hold you know we we go up by twenty points on the team. But it's like yeah, you guys score like you guys have like a twenty point thirty point lead on on teams. But then you always blow the game and lose the game anyway. This is the ammo of the Knicks. Like, it don't matter how big the lead is, they always blow. The, they always blow the lead. But then when they blow the lead, they can never come back. They can never come back and get the get the lead. And then once and once they score into overtime, you might as well just shut off the TV because they never, they never, ever, never, ever, ever make a, a game winning shot. They never make a game winning shot. To, to to prevent overtime, and they never make a game winning shot to in overtime. It's like they they always once it goes to overtime, once it gets to like the final twenty seconds to overtime, they can't score, and they sure as heck can't play no defense. So it's like they might as well just walk off the court. Just just walk off the court. That's what that's what they should just do. <laughs> it's like. It's like a blowout game. Like when when the Knicks fans walk off the court, you know, walk off the court and and, and go home, you know, like in a blowout. We that's what the Knicks should do. Once once it gets once it gets to like you know a, a you know like a final second a final possession, you know, in the game, when it's our time to shoot or play defense, we should just walk off the court. That's what we, we should just. That's what the Knicks players should do. Just walk off the court <laughs> and and not save us the embarrassment of them allowing a. a 
a shot. Like it's like when they're down by a bucket, they try to shoot a three. When they need a when they when they need a three, they go inside to try to draw a foul and try to get a, a, a alley oop, like a layup, to a, you know score and a foul. It's like they, this has been plaguing the Knicks for like twenty something years. They do the same exact thing over and over again. Like I can't even like like you like you're saying you you didn't you haven't watched the Knicks like from start to finish. Yeah, for the most part, I haven't watched it start to finish either because it's like it's like watching a Knicks game used to like live and die with every basket, every basket, every shot, every miss. But it's like you know it's gonna happen. Other than it's like a playoff game, it's like it's like you're just going through the motions watching them because they get you can't you know they're up by twenty seven points you you get excited but it's like but then they're gonna blow it it's like the joy is out of the game man yeah yeah that's uh, pretty much the Knicks mo has been for 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 forever pretty much. Like, what I don't know what else to say. Yeah, man. And then to make matters worse, we're gonna be um, we're gonna be um, playing against the the Cavaliers, six p.m. And, and then the we're gonna be hosted. Playing really well this year. Yeah, and we're gonna be hosted. Hosted by we're gonna be hosting the ghost of of, of what should have been the Knicks' present and future, Donovan Mitchell, who we could have drafted. You know, in the I think instead of um probably instead of um maybe R.J. Barrett, I th- I can't remember who it was. But yeah, we could have got him. We could have got him drafted him. We could have got him in this trade in the off season. And now he's 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 pl- he's living up to his potential. I mean, he's always he's always been a great player, but now he's taking his game to a superstar level. As yeah. I assume he would had he came to the Knicks. But that's another thing. That's a that's an opportunity, man. This, that's a that's an opportunity that we lost, man. I'm not saying he's a, he's a all, he's a great all time great player, but he would have rose his game. You know, like this dude is from from around here. This dude grew up a Knicks and a Mets fan, man. Like you have to be crazy to root for any for one of those teams. Imagine how diehard, loyal, and tough you have to be to root for both of those teams. Like, come on. Both of those teams that were orange and blue, that always lose, you know what I mean? That that exemplifies underdog and winning two titles and all that stuff. But this dude was willing to come here, but we couldn't we couldn't pull the trigger on this trade, man. And that that's that's another thing that sucks, man. That we could have had this guy. He could have he could have been a difference. I'm not saying he would have been he would have made us win the championship, but him and Bronson, you know that that would have been that that would have brought some 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 excitement back to the Garden since um you know Melo and Stoudemire. And now and, now you know, we'll, now now let me remind you now. Yes. If we had traded for if we had gotten Donovan, we would have to give up Toppin. We'd have to give up quickly. And some draft picks. You were willing to do that. Hey man, I like I like both of those guys. I like all those guys. Especially, I didn't want to give up on top in and and quickly. But I mean, man, like like I like I was saying, I don't want to give up those guys. But 
RJ Barrett was the only guy that that was like you couldn't we could not get rid of. Well, Barrett right now he's not living up to that contract. Right I know. Believe me, just believe me, and that's what makes it even worse. That's what makes the, the, this non-trade even worse. We keep getting haunted by this by this non-trade. Yeah. Nope. Just a typical year in the life of a Knicks fan. What can what can I say? Oh yeah, and then we're gonna after that after tonight we're gonna be uh, hosting the you know the Hawks. So we're gonna be we're gonna be haunted by Trey Young, the guy who knocked us out of the playoffs uh, a few years ago. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's just everybody everybody w- wakes up to to play at the Garden, and Knicks Knicks take the take a night off every time they they hope they play at the Garden. All they just. Focus at looking at celebrity role. Who's there? Who's there? You're the Knicks. You're supposed to be the main attraction. Stop looking at the celebrities who's, who's at the game. Just date them after work. After the game is over. <laughs> like stop staring at them. They're focusing. Oh, oh, let's see who's in the, uh, the who's in the who's in the audience here now. I mean, like you're the you're the main attraction. You're, you're the Knicks. Is Fournier still with the team? Supposedly he is. I mean, he might he he might have been he might be teammates with Elijah Moore for all I know at this point, because this guy um you know he's benched, and um I mean rightfully so I mean they they should trade him they should trade him and Randall from from the from the get go in the off season anyway so because he's clogging up all this he he's making all this money he never played defense, and now he's not even he's not even playing so he could shoot threes so he has no trade value whatsoever now. I mean, to be honest with you, I I thought that he was overpaid before he even played with the Knicks. To be honest with you, Cause I thought he was, I, I didn't think he deserved that contract. To be honest with you, you're you're but, talking about Fournier? Yeah, I mean he's a decent player. He can shoot threes. Yeah. And to, to his credit, he did he did knock down more threes in the, in the history of any Knicks player. I mean, obviously, you know he he's been jacking up threes. You know that's his specialty, but. Yeah, man, the guy don't play no defense, man. I actually thought with the addition of Brunson that Brunson would have helped his game because he's a spot-up shooter. Oh, yeah. Brunson would find him open. And uh, I just think, like, um, Fournier is not good in his current system. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. if it was in another system where he can thrive in the with an up-tempo offense and mm-hmm. – uh, have a point guard who can find him for spot up shooting, which Brunson is supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Fournier would thrive in an offense like that, but our offense right now isn't like that. Isn't set up for that. Even yeah. though we've had our moments this year, mm-hmm. you know. But I guess uh, Fournier, uh, Fournier's, you know, probably gonna have to trade him to um, to another team, you know, mm-hmm. so he can be a better fit for another squad. We'll uh, be able. Uh, that team will be able to take advantage of his outside shooting. Yeah, man. Now we should train to the ABA or the G League or something. <laughs> nah. You know what I'm saying? Nah. <laughs> I think he's, I think he, he's, he's, I mean, he's still, he could still help any team out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, could, he, he could still help a contender, I think. Yeah, on a great team, he could be on a, a bench. Six man. He could be a, a great six man. If you use them effectively, yeah. 
They they grossly and that's my other problem with the Knicks. They just grossly overpay for people because they know no star players want to come to them. The only time a star player wants a star player wants to come to the Knicks is is draft night when they want to, when, when when it's draft lottery when it's the the NBA draft. <laughs> that's the only time star players want to come to the Knicks. And then when the Knicks don't draft them, then 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 they feel a type of way, and then and then they want to have a career game against us at, at MSG. But it's like everybody has their career game at MSG. Not starting not to. It, it doesn't even matter anymore. Like, like I mean, boxing used to be like the you know to be the 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 home. Uh, you know, MSG used to be the home when it was you know the world's you know was really the world's most famous arena. I mean, now you know people just come here to have their career game and then go home and hop on their private jet and and you know and do their thing. Like we're not the destination anymore. It's like it's like we're the parking lot for all these these players. They they just park their car, score, get their career high, and then leave. That's it. It's like a a a, a, a heel a heel wrestler. Cutting a promo about how 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 the Knicks think and all this stuff, and then they 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 do their thing and then they leave. They hop on a private jet and leave. You know, the same thing, man. It's like these players, man. They you know they they don't want to come here. None of these players have the the guts come to New York City, you know, and try to change the, the, this culture, the franchise. I'll give I'll give Bunsen his credit. You know he. You know he, uh, you know, obviously he's not a superstar player, but I'm saying none of these superstar players wanna wanna take their talents to New York, and that's what the Knicks is, is always gonna be in the situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about the Knicks. You know, it's yeah. I'm not, well, not going to give them my undivided attention. I, I, I made the mistake of doing it today, and I won't do it again. I, I don't blame you. I'll focus my attention on Hooters uh, waitresses next time I go to Hooters. And um, shifting gears. <laughs> Someone probably next... tuned into the show like, are you matching Hooters? What is that about? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he doesn't give a hoot about the Knicks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, shifting gears, man, the Nets, they're going to be hosting the the Celtics. You know, Kyrie's uh, former team coming to town. Um, Yeah, basically, uh, you know, the the Nets, they're, they're, um, yeah, they've they've been on a winning streak here. They've... uh, They've won like what four games um, right now. They're gonna try to extend this winning streak uh, to to five. They beat the Trailblazers, they beat the the Magic, they beat the Wizards, and then they beat the Raptors. So now they're gonna try to beat the Celtics um, at the Barclays Center. So yeah, the Nets they they're um, they're they're um, bouncing back. Right now, so yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, they play the Celtics tomorrow, and uh, well, actually today. Yeah, yeah, today. Um, now that it's midnight, but um, mm-hmm. that should be a big matchup between yeah. uh, those two teams. Uh, oh. 
uh, rematch of last year's playoff mm-hmm. playoff matchup. But Celtics are looking like world beaters right now. I mean, right now they would be my pick to win the NBA Finals. With the final, uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum, and those, you know, they're the dynamic duel like Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're playing real well, and I think uh, they have a chance to do big things this year. Oh yeah, for sure. They almost won it last year too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and when they get Fournier, you know that's gonna add the to even more good shooting <laughs> outside. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. I w- I don't want ideally want to help the Celtics out, but hey, if we can get rid of this contract, I'll I'll I'll, I'll drive them over there. <laughs> well, I'll call um, Tommy Versetti to, to to pick him up or something. <laughs> Shoot, and as long as we could drive him out, hey, they could take Randall too. You know, Randall's up and down to me, man. But wow, actually, hey, I think Randall would be a good fit for that team when I think about it. Yeah, he would be. He would be, and I think he'd be extra motivated going over there because you know he he still has his. His up and down games. I mean, he had a you know he, he scored what twenty three points today. You know, he had a decent game offensively, but you know he's up and he's up and down. You know, I mean, I, I would assume that he would have been more consistent. You know, with having Brunson, you know, taking the pressure off him, but you know. Uh, it is what it is. I don't think Randall Randall I don't think Randall will ever be the the guy that we want him to be in New York. Yeah. You know, he could he could be he could be a, a number three option on a on a great team. You know. But um Yeah, but yeah, shifting shifting gears before we go to wrestling. Uh, what's your thoughts on the whole um Jerry Jones um situation. Uh yeah, that, that photo of him amongst those uh, white teens blocking off those black teens from entering the school back in nineteen fifty seven, years after the Supreme Court struck down segregation. I think that is that picture is very suspicious. Mm. I mean, Jerry Jones himself is claiming that he was just an onlooker. He wasn't involved mm-hmm. in preventing those black teams from entering, but I mean, it, it's a very suspicious picture. And, you know, and I'm not saying he's a racist, or if he ever was a racist. I mean, um, but yeah, that, that's not a good look for him from that from that picture. And the way the media just stopped talking about it after several days mm-hmm. makes it even more alarming. You know, so. Mm-hmm. I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, you know. But it is. Uh, it, it 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 makes you. There's a lot of questions surrounding that photo. Mhm. And yes, you know, I understand people. People's opinions change over time. You know, you get older, you get mature. But we don't. We do, I mean, we don't. You know what I'm saying? We don't know if he if he's matured or not. I mean, some people think he he might he might be allegedly racist because. You know, he had a lot of opportunities to hire black head coaches that he never did. Like, he could have hired legitimate coaches like Tony Dungy, Mike Tomlin, um, 
or even hire, you know, cowboy greats like Michael Irving or Emmett Smith to be be the head coach, and he never he never pulled the trigger on that. So, I mean, again, I you know I wasn't there when he when he was taking that photo, so I don't know if he if he is racist or if he was racist, but it, it don't it don't look good. I mean, the only way he could have convinced me that he wasn't racist back in those days, because again, like I said, I don't know if he was, I don't know if he is, but the only way he could have redeemed himself would have been if if he was holding a sign like you know, hey. um, civil rights for all or you know you see him like you know arguing with you know the the white mob people you know at, preventing the black kids from going to school he just yeah i mean if he was like a abolitionist you know he would have been you know and you would have saw him Arguing with, with the, you know, with with somebody in the 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 the, the mob that want to lynch them, the the black students. He looked he looked comfortable, you know, in in the crowd, you know, from that that snapshot of the photo. You know what I'm saying? But we don't know. Like we said, like, but it, it just don't it just didn't look good. Like, to, in my opinion. But yeah. um, yeah, there's a yeah, there's, there's a lot of questions surrounding that photo, and uh, I mean, we can't tell if he he's a racist or not based on that picture, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it definitely makes you think, you know, what the hell is he doing there? <laughs> For real, you, you could listen to a radio game, like what? Uh, listen to I don't know some some uh, some sporting event or something or. Music? I mean, you had good music in the fifties. You can listen to, I don't know, Elvis or or you know any Little Richard or somebody like that. Like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you had literally had nothing else better to do than to go to the to the to the thing. Like, would you would you say that if you were able to time travel or quantum mm-hmm. leap, that's the yeah. one decade you want to go to, the fifties? Man, actually, the only, actually, there's plenty of decades I wouldn't want to go to when I think yeah. about it. <laughs> the, if I was going to talk about, as far as a uh, nineteen, from nineteen, um, damn, I guess from I, that, from nineteen twenty on. Yeah. Okay, let's say nineteen fifties and on. Yeah, nineteen fifties and on. Okay, yeah. The only way I would go back to the nineteen fifties. As if I had full control of when I can teleport, or, you know, time travel at will. I can't. I. I cannot. I would not experiment in time. I mean, because there'd be some interesting stuff I'd like to see. I would like to. I would have liked to have yeah. seen the Dodgers win the World Series '55. That would be interesting. That might have been the only. That could have been probably the only thing I would have wanted to see in the '50s. That I could think off the top of my head. Other than that, like, but I would have to have full control because I would not, I would not want to time travel in the fifties and get stuck there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. That that would not be a that would not be a fun experience at all. But um, yeah. What would you What would you want to see if you could time travel? If you time travel to the fifties, what what event would you like to see? 
Uh, in the fifties? Wow. Man, I probably want to catch a Yankee World Series at that time, right? You see mm-hmm. DiMaggio, mm-hmm. a fulsome person, and have him, uh, and then have him call me nigger after getting autographed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I assume he he wasn't racist, but no, I'm, I'm kidding around. I'm kidding. But, around. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? I mean, we we could have watched the Knicks playing the NBA Finals three years in a row. Oh yeah, years, that's true. But they that's lost true. every three all th- straight. So I don't yeah. that I don't know. I guess I don't know. I'd be, I guess I'd be fifty fifty on that. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. 50s would not be on my top list of uh, decades that I'd want to go to. Maybe yeah. 60s? Yeah, yeah, 70s for sure. I know. think 60, 60s on would be. Yeah. And even with that, like, I I would have to have full control of when yeah. I could, what year, when I could come back to the prison or whatnot. If, I, if I'm, like, quantum leaping, it's against my will where I'm going, no pun intended, you know, then... Um, yeah, that. Yeah, the Quantum Leap re- reboot would be a very short-lived um, series, I guess, for myself and the show. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Oh yeah, let, let's let's uh, dive into um, the Survivor series. Speaking of surviving, let's, let's talk about the Survivor series. Yep. All right. So Team Belair. Of course, I have Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and Becky Lynch, the surprise um, member, Defeat, uh, Damage Control, um, Nikki Cross, and uh, Rhea Ripley. Um, yeah, I think we, we picked Bianca Belair to win that, I think. Or no, or um, I think no, I, I think picked... We picked that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think, think I picked the uh, control. Yeah, that's who I picked. I but. can't remember. I was on the fence. I think because I was on the fence. I was like, I think Team Belair might win, but then again, Damage Control needs this victory. I can't remember which one I picked. I I don't remember to be honest with you. I'd have to look back. Um, uh, but yeah, sure enough. I picked Damage Control. I remember. I, I think I mm-hmm. picked them. Mm-hmm. Because I remember we saying like they can't WWE can't keep burying them. And they did. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. Exactly. You can't take them seriously. And yeah, I think I might have. I think I might have picked Damage Control to win, even though I thought in my mind that Bianca Belair would most likely win. Um, AJ Styles defeated Finn Balor. I think. I think we picked them to win. Yeah. Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. Oh, we we all knew that. I mean that's. Uh, you know, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, we knew Ronda Rousey was going to retain that. I mean, that that we don't even have to review that. Austin Theory defeated Seth freaking Rollins and Bobby Lashley. I don't even remember if this was was in was in the was um you know if we even picked that if that was even an option for us to pick. If, I can't remember to be honest with you. But sure enough, Austin Theory won. I think I would have. I think I would have picked Austin Theory to win if, if there was a, if this was an option. I can't remember. I think did, who did I pick to win that? I think uh, Seth. Roll, I picked Seth Rollins to retain. Maybe you picked Seth Rollins. That's probably what yeah. it was. Yeah. 
because Bobby Lashley would have made more sense logically because he, you know, he's a big dude, you know, yeah, world champion. But you know, he, you know, you know that he he's not gonna re- he wasn't gonna win the title again. It would have either been Seth Rollins or most likely Austin Theory winning, which is what what happened. So they're trying to make this guy the second coming of Randy Orton. And it's just it's just not coming through, man. He's I mean he's corny, man. It's like it's like he's it's like a shorter version of Brian Corbin. You know, it's like no matter how many times they try to shove him down our throats to annoy us, you know, people just don't care about this character. And then last but not least, the bloodline. Of course, as Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, the MVP, Solo Sokoa, and the Usos, defeating the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch, uh, and Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. Now, this match was the match of the night, man. It was, it was epic. You know, you had Sami Zayn fully prove himself that he was part of the the bloodline. You know, um. Attacking Kevin Owens. I mean, you can't even say he backstabbed Kevin Owens because they were on oppo- they were on the opposing teams. You know what I'm saying? They were on opposing teams, and like Kevin Owens, and and props to Kevin Owens. You know, Kevin Owens, Edge, those guys always they always tie back stuff from history wise, like you know, like at mean that they you know, because WWE when you're a good guy, it's like they want you to forget all the evil stuff that they did. As a yeah. as a heel, but I love like wrestlers like Edge and and and, and um, I think Randy Orton does the same thing too, and um, Kevin Owens and, and you know to, not, not to uh, others do the same thing too, but I can't I can't think of them off the top of my head. Like they acknowledge that they you know they've been heels, they've done underhanded stuff, and like Kevin Owens said, he's he's backstabbed Sami Zayn so many times. <laughs> It's not even funny. NXT, in NXT and in WWE. And then not to mention Kevin Owens betrayed Chris Jericho. You know, the little friendship thing. So Kevin Owens, you know, he, he has a history of backstabbing people. So, you know, I thought he, he cut a great promo, you know, basically saying he's not even mad at Sami Zayn. Like, he's so over him to the point that, you know, he's just done with him. Like, he's, he's not even, he's not even going to get revenge on him. That's that's how done he is with him. Like, it was like a, it was like a, a very unique promo by Kevin Owens. Like, you never see Kevin Owens want to fight everybody, but it's like, he's just, I guess, d- disgusted by him. But I guess in the same way, I guess, in a in a way, we're proud of him that he he um, I guess stood up stood up to him. I guess. You know, it was just, it was a great promo, you know. Uh, I, what, what, what was your thoughts on the whole um, Bloodline storyline and, you know, this feud? I think it was great. I mean, I like that uh, they they finally accepted, the Usos have finally accepted Sammy now mm-hmm. as part of the Bloodline, an honorary Bloodline member. Um, yeah, no, it showed that uh, Sammy was not going to betray them. And go with Kevin Owens, and now, um, I mean, you're gonna see this rivalry continue. 
between Bloodline and Kevin Owens and uh, and his group and the uh, what, what's their what's it called? Uh, oh, the, bro- group again. The, the the brawling brutes. Yeah, the brawling brutes. You know that, that storyline is going to continue for months. I think mm-hmm. up until maybe even WrestleMania, mm-hmm. probably. But um, no, it, it just proved uh, Sami Zayn's allegiance to the group. He shows he he's, he he now. It proves now that uh, the can trust him going forward. That's yeah. why I like it. Yeah, me too. I like it a lot too. And uh, you know, Kevin, what was I gonna say? Uh, Paul Heyman after the show, he he basically gave a real life, uh, you know, speech about how he feels about um, Sami Zayn. You know how you know everybody in the group, you know, really sincerely cares about him, and you know he brought his, you know, he he you know he elevated the group. You know, with you know his you know his performance with the with the bloodline, and it, it's so true. Everybody's breaking character. You know, everybody clearly sees you know the potential and the greatness that Sami Zayn has. You know, and hopefully it'll lead him to have a you know a title reign down the road some sometime. You know, um, but yeah, mo- moving on to AEW quickly. Um, MJF finally returned. He debuted a new title, the BBB, the the Big Burberry, and basically William Regal presented it. I don't know if you saw the um the the, the footage or the highlight of it, but um you know he explained his actions, and then he uh he hit William Regal with the um with the the um the brass knucks, the same brass knucks that William Regal gave them. To, to use on uh, John Moxley to win the title. So as a result, uh, you know, um, William Regal was was you know left the, the the ring, you know, with uh, you know in a stretcher. So some people are speculating that maybe this this is their way to write out write off um, William Regal and maybe potentially him returning to WWE since he was you know very close friends with Triple H. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I didn't see the I, I didn't see the footage that you're talking about. Um, this was footage that recently aired this past week. Yeah, it was on uh, Dynamite. I, I think they have a YouTube video. I, I could, you know, find a okay. few. You okay. know, in the you know to see you know afterwards. Obviously, too too late for you to see it now. Yeah, but. I'll have to after I'll have to check that out. But um, I've been uh, man, I'm so like out of what's going on in AEW. Like, I can't, I can't even tell you like who's the current champion right now. I just I mean, told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the, all the updates that I get from the AEW are directly from you, to be honest. So <laughs> I've been, I've been slacking on AEW maybe because, you know, I favor WWE more, but mm. ever since I was a little, I mean, when I was a kid, when I was a, when I was growing up, a big pro wrestling fan was, I was, when I was a kid, I used to, into WWE, WCW, and ECW, and some of these other wrestling organizations. But over mm-hmm. time, it's just been focusing on WWE, and that's mm-hmm. that's probably why I haven't focused that much on AEW because I'm so used to now just focusing on one brand instead mm-hmm. of multiple brands, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but I've been definitely slack on the AEW. Definitely need to, you know, watch more, uh, watch more of the TV shows and highlights. So I'll have to check that out when I have the chance. Uh, I I hear you. Um, 
But yeah, Mac, I, you know, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Anything you want to say quickly before we head out? Uh, everyone just uh, have a safe and sound weekend. And uh, check out my show. Check out your local listings for my show, iMac. And come back here next week. Check out Sports of a Legend every Saturdays at 11. Only on Block Talk Radio. You heard the man. Check out my show, Sports of a Legend TV, the YouTube channel. Check out my uh, this show every Saturdays at 11. Sports of a Legend. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. He's more calling Matthew. I'm Wayne Ramon. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.